Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On this episode of Adventures in Vinyl, we discuss an indie rock band's fourth studio album that was released in the year 2008. That band is Longwave, and the album is Secrets Are Sinister. It's the day after Valentine's Day. What did the wife get for you for Valentine's Day? We don't really exchange gifts on Valentine's Day. Um, Previously, we used to get each other's cards, and then they just end up getting thrown away. Sure. (laughs) So I get, uh, I always get my wife some type of flowers. um, Have for year after year. Don't nothing, you know, exorbitant. Just something, something basic. But yesterday, I did get a telescoping power scrubber. From Ryobi off the 18 volt plus 18 one uh, system. And I'm so excited to try that out and clean the shower this weekend. You are lame. I am in my mid forties. You are in your mid forties. And I don't want to scrub the shower by myself. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, uh, you got to do that type of stuff. Yeah, I guess that's true. And what about you, man? Do you get the wife something cool? I got her the typical flowers and chocolate and yeah. brought her her favorite drink from yeah. her favorite bakery. I don't do the cards thing. I'm not going to feed the Hallmark beast. Yeah. Well, Screw that was, Hallmark. It, well, and we, we usually go to a nice restaurant either the week of sometimes the weekend before. So, uh, the weekend before Valentine's day, we did, uh, we went to dinner and stuff like that. There you go. Yeah. We got some Thai food, brought it home. Uh, she actually gave me a great gift. She oh, gave yeah. me a copy of an album that we have already covered. Mm. Kent's Isola in Swedish. So the original Swedish pressing of the album. Oh, she got the original Swedish Swedish pressing. Yes. Cool. Yes. So I got the English version. Yeah. See, that's awesome. And I like, I'm thrilled to have either one of them, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. Um, Now the English version, I would like to get at some point, but having a copy of the album on vinyl period is, it's one of those albums where it's on my top 10 list of albums I must have on vinyl. Yeah. Well, I actually ended up coming across, uh, I sent you this link, Poly Records. Yes. Or Poly Vinyl Records or something like that. Yeah. And I was able to get Hum's uh, Welcoming Home. Or you'd prefer the astronaut. You'd prefer the astronaut, right? So. When I found out that was available, I, was, I immediately <laughs> bought it because I was like, "I that's a great album. I like it. Heck yeah. And <laughs> I tend to be buying albums of stuff that we review sure. more and more. Yeah, because um, you listen to it a lot. Yeah, a yeah, lot of well, times it's stuff that we like. We're not going to pick something that we hate. Yeah, and so my album collection has just increased and increased and increased um, over the uh, or my vinyl collection has increased. Do you have one of those secret dreams where you just have like a wall and it has these shelves and it's just filled with records? We have a built-in thing in our office that I would love to fill with nothing but records. Yeah, you really do have a great built-in spot have, for records. I would love to have a nice, comfy chair with an ottoman with a very long 
you know, reference set of headphones and a tube headphone amp where I could just sit in that room and listen to vinyl. Have a cigar. You're, and you'll have a smoking jacket draped over the chair. <laughs> and, a big, and you'll sit down and put and your a big glass on. Of, a big glass of bourbon <laughs> and a single rock. And just, no, leave me alone for the next hour and a half. Hey, that's something to aspire that's to right my there. Goal. Well, and a lot of that stuff is getting so affordable now. To yeah, get it. Now, true. vinyl itself is a little bit expensive. But yeah. just becoming and uh, getting into a listening experience, you can get a good, you know, uh, some ATH 100 from Audio Technica headphones. You can get a cheap now from China tube headphone amp and really, you know, bring out the mids. And as long as you got a direct out of a record player, you can really find a uh, really cool way to get into vinyl. Yeah, one of these days I actually want to help. Uh, want you to help me get my my vinyl setup. Yeah, kind of developed because yeah. I know you've got a great one. But anyways, man, what are you listening to this week? What's well, your song of the week? So this week I actually have something um, that I came across. So this is a new song by the band Pearl Jam. Pearl it's Jam. the new single Dark Matter that will be off the uh, album of the same name. Uh, Dark Matter is going to be released on April 19th. Just really started listening to it. And I was like, hey, this would be cool bring up on the podcast because it's a new release single we don't really do that that often uh we usually pick like deep cuts or some other obscure song that we came up with but you know pearl Jam's one of those bands that have been around uh you know really they've they've led a left a pretty big legacy um they're touring this summer uh now it's their big big you know baseball stadium outdoor tour stuff that they always do so yeah. it's it's uh, localized in big venues That's today cool. Uh, like the closest one from Central Arkansas, I think, is uh, Chicago at Wrigley Field. So there's a two-night show there. Um, one of those bands are super expensive to get into, far to go see live. But um, I was fortunate enough to do that once uh, when I was in Seattle on business. And highly recommend going to see them live if you can afford it. Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah Pearl Jam. Yeah. Just great. And I, I'm kind of on the fence on Dark Matter. I don't know if I like it or not. So we'll find out. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. One, that's one great about subscription services nowadays is you kind of get to listen to stuff before you commit to buying anything. Sure. Uh, which, which is cool. Oh, it's before great. you would just sit there and buy CDs off one song. And find out maybe band. that you don't like it and yeah. then have to then take it back and sell it for a fraction of the price. Right. And yeah. Right. That's frustrating. So what about you, man? What are you listening to? Well, so uh, something that's been on my workout playlist for a while. Now I used to be a lot more of a, uh, a wrestling junkie, uh-huh. but, um, not so much these days, but this was the theme song for the wrestler CM Punk. Yeah. And uh, it's a song by the band Kill Switch Engage called This Fire. I mean, when you hear the beginning of this song, it makes perfect sense that it's a wrestling oh. walkout sound. Song. And I'm I like, mean, seven string guitar, dual humbucker, high gain. Yep. Um, lots great of riff. tapping. Yeah. <laughs> lots man. of fast riffs. Pinch harmonics. Yeah. I mean, oh, and, and I see some of these metal guys out there playing guitar, man, and that just does it crunch, you know. And and I'm amazed at some of the techniques. Well, one of the things about Killswitch Engage too is that you, this is back when Howard Jones was in the band, yeah, and he had a very melodic voice, but along with that, he had that that dark scream, right, and mm-hmm. that just guttural growl. He had a little bit of everything. Like yeah. he could actually sing. But he also had, has that growl, and I love that about this band. 
they rock, but they can also get melodic. Yeah. And uh, kind of like the Deftones in that sense, right? You mm-hmm. had Chino Moreno and the Deftones who could sing, but who could also really wail. Yeah. But, uh, man, it's just a great song. And I've always enjoyed it. I actually had never heard it until I saw CM Punk CM walk Punk. out on, <laughs> on an episode of you know WWE Raw back in the day yeah. uh, before he switched to Cult of Personality by Living Color. Yeah. But, uh, man, just a great song. Cool. Kill switch engage. Yeah. So today, man, on to long wave. Secrets are sinister. Yeah. So you brought this one up. And man, I want to tell you, it was hard finding stuff about this band. Yeah. There's not a proliferation of info out there about these guys. They were very much an indie band. And they're not somebody that really made it really big in the overall music scene, like the international scene or anything like that. They're out of Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, they so this album came out on November the 11th of 2008 on Original Signal Recordings. Uh, it was produced by Dave Fridman, who had worked with The Flaming Lips, Mercury Rev, Mogwai, OK Go, The Vaccines. Yeah. And then Peter Cadis, who had worked with Death Cab for Cutie, Mercury Rev, Get Up, The Get Up Kids, I'm sorry, Interpol, Japan Droids, who I really like, yeah. Trey Anastasio. Interpol's a good band. Yeah, yeah, another great band. Uh, and also Longwave themselves were mm-hmm. part of the production team for this. So they were going for a sound and they enlisted uh, they enlisted producers who knew how to get that sound. Um, and you, you'll hear those those influences come up throughout the course of this album, especially I could definitely hear Mogwai in there. Um, you know, a little bit of Death Cab as well. Yeah. Mercury Rev for sure. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I really like this album. It's one that I found on Pandora. Okay. And I'd never heard of these guys, but I went out and found some more and it became a, a favorite when I'm on the road, when I'm traveling, uh, just driving up and down the highway yeah. and I've got some time. I'll just put this album on and let it play all the way through. So do you consider long wave like a shoegaze? Are they more shoegaze or indie rock or alternative? Where, where do you think they fit in the genre class? Uh, the answer to that question and what you threw out there would, I guess, kind of be yes. Yeah. Just all three. All three. That's what a, we, a little bit of all three. That's what we're seeing a, a trend in a lot of these uh, shoegaze type of bands. They're more kind of that cross between alternative grunge and then spacey, space rock. You're not yeah. finding as many of these bands really staying true shoegaze because then I right. think you get pigeonholed into a genre. These guys have kind of they've developed their sound over the years. Um, actually just recently got back together and re-released their debut album on vinyl. Okay. Yeah. Which is also a really good album, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I think these guys wanted to be a little bit less pigeonholed into a genre and they kind of play off of, um, you, you'll hear some more indie focused songs on the album. Um, you'll hear some more that are influenced by shoegaze like sirens in the deep sea or life is wrong. Um, you know, and then you'll hear some other songs just have a little bit different of a sound to them, a little bit more alternative. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, maybe No Direction. But uh, just a band that I really enjoy. So this was their fourth full-length album, and it was their first after parting ways with RCA Records. Okay. They'd gotten signed to RCA. They just didn't really hit with the masses, and so they were let go by RCA. Mm-hmm. And then they recorded this album. Um, and this was their final album before they went on hiatus uh, after touring with the band Blue October. Okay. If you remember those guys. Yeah, yeah, I remember Blue October. Yeah. And the length of the album comes in right under 40 minutes. So it's kind of in that sweet spot, 39 minutes and 22 seconds. Mm-hmm. Got 11 tracks on the album. Um, really easy to make it through this album. Yeah. 
Yeah. So these, the band was, uh, the personnel in, in, on this album in particular, easy for me to say, bumbling the words. That today. needs to be a, uh, another t shirt. Yeah, it does need to be. Uh, we had Steve Schultz on guitar and vocals, Shannon Ferguson on guitar, Morgan King on bass, and Jason Molina on drums. Uh, the band formed in New York in 1999 at the dawn of the indie rock craze in New York. Uh, they found their initial following playing gigs at a venue called the Luna Lounge on Manhattan's Lower East Side. Okay. So critics kind of seem to be either mixed on or outright hate these guys. Yeah. And this album in particular. And I've, I've got to be some... honest, man. Critics can just kind of be douchebags sometimes. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I, and We'll probably get into this in the final thoughts, right? But. I, uh, I'll probably get on my soapbox a little bit because I got some quotes as far as some of the reviews I read after I listened to the album multiple times. And, oh, yeah, I got a bone to pick. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, so the outlets were mixed. You had Alternative Press, Magnet, and Pop Matters who were actually pretty positive in yeah. reviews of the album, although not necessarily enthusiastically so. And then you had Spin, Pitchfork, oh. and Under the Radar where it was pretty much – Largely negative, yeah. Even downright harsh, harsh in reviewing this album, exactly. Um, and they just seem to be not be fans of the band in general. Which, we if you got a soapbox, we'll save it for the end. We'll just kind of oh, leave I, the yeah. cliffhanger out yeah, there. I, I think we we sum it up on the on the final thoughts, and then that way people get to list the snippets of the tracks, and then we'll figure out where to go from there. Sure. So okay. it's you you know how on Pandora you can kind of set an algorithm, right? You pick yeah. a band that you like. So I picked Kent, and these guys came up mm -hmm. and which actually makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it because it's not one that I've put out there for a lot of people and they've jumped on. So when you listen to it and you also gave me kind of like, yeah, I really like this. I got excited because I love sharing bands. I love for people to, um, to be able to find new music and I love playing a part yeah. in that. Um, that's, that's to me is a very satisfying thing. So, Man, I'm excited to go through the track by track on this and get some of your thoughts on some of the songs. Yeah, speaking of the track by track, what we're listening to now is Sirens of the Deep. It's the first track off the album. Sirens in the Deep Sea. Sirens in the Deep Sea. Easy for me to see. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in at three minutes and 59 seconds. I really, at the first opening guitar riff of the song, I was like, wham, I like it. Bam, I'm in. And that bass. Yeah. I was that, like, you got me hooked. Yeah, I, man. I, I love it. I dig it when an album comes in and it comes in as real catchy, right? And you just, you immediately gravitate towards it. And I was like, hey, this is, this is awesome. I love it. Yeah. I was like, let's keep going. I love the wall of sound yeah. that these guys generate. Yeah. I mean, it really is when this song comes in, it's just a wall of sound. There's great vocal harmonies. The bass is loud and distorted and in your face. The guitar lines are, you know, you've got one that's kind of jangly and, 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 yes, catchy. Yeah. The other one is loud and brash. And the drums are, like, front and center in the mix. Yeah. That's another thing I like about this song. Yeah, I totally dig it. Um, I, I, the favorite, my favorite part about doing this podcast is being introduced to a new band. And when you, I like the research part. I like digging into the songs. And while it's harder to prep, when you get some of these indie bands or older albums that don't have a lot of following, but when you get to pull that stuff together 
and present this to our limited audience of two people. The tens and the tens, tens, tens of listeners. <laughs> you know, it's cool. So, you know, like, that's, that's kind of what we're in this for is just to, you know, expose people to new music. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a great song. I, I love the fact this feels like an assault on the ears in some ways. And I really yeah. enjoy this song. Well, it, and it definitely starts out as like, hey, it's cool. You're grooving to it. And then it kind of messes with you um, as it breaks up the different parts of the chorus. And I was like, hey, that's that's something different. You actually, it, it kind of makes you have to listen to it mm-hmm. or you can't at least initially put it on the background. Yeah. Right. Which is sure. when you have something like that, you're like, oh, this is maybe for the car ride. I can't do this in work because I got to get into the sure. get into the album a little bit. Which actually makes sense. I, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so number two on the album is No Direction. And I love the dissonance of the guitars at the beginning. Like this yeah. dissonance. Uh, man, it's great with the bass and the drums kind of driving the melody. Another song that is just loud by nature. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of guitar variety in the verses, but I love that dual guitar dynamic in the choruses. Um, yeah, I, I, it's a second track really coming in strong. Overall, great driving beat. Mm-hmm. I really like the lyrics. Yeah. You run and you run with no direction, right? Mm-hmm. If you run and you run with no direction. It's a very simple song that basically states... Um, you know, if you run with things with no direction, you're just running away from your problems, right? Which mm-hmm. is which is really cool. Yeah, I, you know, and I didn't think that a lyric like that would hit me, but as I get on the other side of forties, right, I'm like, pretty much everything I need to do needs to have some kind of damn direction to it, or I'm not moving forward. Sure. And I was like, wow, that was really. Um, <laughs> my wife and I were. It was funny as we were prepping for this. My wife and I were having that kind of year end or beginning of your conversation about goals and things like that and making sure we're aligned on where we both want to be in our lives and i was like wow this song really kind of kind of poked the poked the bear right there for me where i had to kind of reevaluate some things um while we get a little bit deep right this is how music affects us from oh sure yeah I, I didn't really expect that out of this four minute and 15 second track okay <laughs> so i have to side quest us really quick um mm-hmm. have you ever heard of the comedian nate bargatze yeah so one of his routines, he talks about how, like, when you're in your 20s, you're down to do whatever. Yeah. You, you know, and I think he says, like, I'll burn down my apartment. Where are we going? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you're yeah. in your 30s, it's more like, do I have to go? You know, do I know anybody there? Yeah. What time are we getting back? And in your 40s, you're just like, hey, bedtime's at eight. Yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, screw this, man. I'm out. Yeah. Like, where, where are we going? No, I'm no, not no, going. No, no. Is, are there chairs? <laughs> Wait, what you were saying just reminded me of that comedy routine. Uh, shout out to Nate Bargatze. That guy's great. Yeah. I, I think it's just so funny as you get older in life, man, how uh, things just your, your perception on things. You focus more on sleep. It's yes. like, no, 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 I need six hours. Must have sleep. Yeah. So one thing on this song, though, that I do have to point out is the guitar solo. Right? It's coming up here in a second. But I love the creative nature of the solo. It is very different. Like, he hits the whammy bar really hard to go into it. Almost where it, like, cuts the guitar out, and then he brings it back in. It's just really cool. It's coming up right here. Oh, what a yeah. cool transition, yeah, right? It's cool. It's pretty neat. Have you, I mean, when have you heard that besides like maybe a Van Halen song Van Halen, in the 80s yeah, or something Yeah, it would like be, be some EVH stuff is it's, what it sounded like. 
It's a unique guitar solo, man. He bottoms out. Yeah, he, he completely bottoms and, and it he's out. He's using the Floyd Rose, right? Yep. He's bottoming out that Floyd Floyd Rose that gives that sound, and then pulling it back up, mm-hmm. and to stay in pitch. Very that shows cool. Some skills. Absolutely. All right. Moving on to number three is the song "Satellites." Yeah. So "Satellites" comes in at three minutes and thirty-four seconds. So track three, and I'm still digging it. Yep. Yep. Great distorted bass tone in this, and I, I love their bass tone. Man, these guys. Uh, so the the bass player Morgan King, if I remember correctly, this was his first album with the band. Mm. He had just gotten hired by the band to come in and play, and they put him front and center in so many of these songs. I mean, he drives the melody and he drives it with that distorted bass tone. And I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I mean, I like a distorted bass tone. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy the pre-chorus and the choruses on you know in this on this song. Uh, it's another song where the guitars really play well off each other. Yeah. Um, the only thing in this song that's a little off to me is the high-pitched keys. Yeah, it gets to be a little bit much. Um, and really, that's kind of the keys on several of the songs in this album. They just get to be a little bit much sometimes. Um, but hey, I mean, otherwise, man, it's a great song. I I enjoy this song. Yeah, I think lyrically, nothing overly complex. No, nope. but it's really easy to make out the lyrics. And it's a really cool song about how the individual has changed and reinvented themselves and looking for those that he has lost in the past to come back to. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I, you know, and in, and that's what I found was interesting is I was listening to the lyrics um, because of the simple structure of the song and made it easy to kind of uh, understand what the, what the band's talking about. Right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, another great track going into track three. And when you got three back to back, man, you can't tell me this in a good album. It's a great way to start off the album, man. Yeah. Yeah. Three bangers right in a row. All right. So number four is the devil and the liar. Um, so the, the volume and the pace come down a little bit here. Yeah. And, Again, the dueling guitar dynamic. These guys are really good at that. They, mm-hmm. you know, they don't do the same thing. They distinguish each, each you know, each each of them distinguishes themselves. Easy for me to say. Yeah. Um, it gets a little repetitive in the beginning, but it's really easy to listen to that kind of that back and forth dynamic. Yeah. Uh, Schultz does a great job on the vocals on the song, and I love the lyric. Nothing between you and the hurricane. You say, if I'm gonna die, then I hope it's not in vain. But there, the devil wins again. Yeah. Which is just a, a cool little lyric that caught my attention. Great melodic choruses, awesome wall of sound during the guitar solo. Again, there's a little bit of a repetitive nature to it at times, but it's a really great song to sit back and chill to. Yeah. I mean, for me, slower compared to the last three. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really hoping as I was listening track by track, this would just continue that just wham, um, you know, catchy vibe that was going on. Um, this one's a skippable track, but I think it was just because the first three were so powerful. Sure. Right. I kind of, it's a got, different dynamic. I, you know, it just, the dynamic change mm-hmm. in the pace of the song just didn't flow with me. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. I understand. Yeah. Hey, so number five, life is wrong. So I absolutely love this song, but I do have one hang up with it. Yeah. Molina, the drummer gets way too symbol happy on this song. <sighs> Yeah. I mean, like, just crash, 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 crash. It gets to be a little bit much. But otherwise, I love how this song is a real nod to shoegaze. Yeah, I kind of got that Cure vibe. I got a Hum My Bloody vibe. Valentine. I got a Failure vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, reverb-drenched guitars, pounding yeah. drums, high-register bass, you know, kind of a la My Bloody Valentine or New Order. 
It's one of my favorites on the album. I just wish he would chill out on the cymbals a little bit already. Um, yeah, I, I can hear what you're, what you're referring to. It's just like... The only time that he that he chills out on the cymbals is... Uh, it's like it's, it's during the... What is it? The um, It's kind of like a... Not a pre-chorus, but like kind of a little bridge. Yeah. Maybe... I guess you would call it the chorus even. This song is formatted a little differently. But that's the only time you get a chill out from the cymbals but otherwise it's a great song um i love the final chorus with the 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 vocal woes yeah i mean really neat stuff great really on point vocal yeah. harmonies and i like how molina drops into the rhythm on the final chorus he does yeah. that really well well and I, I like how the i like how this one's mixed yeah I, I thought that was unique the way there's a lot going on and it's mixed very well. Yes. I, mean, I would agree with you there. There's a lot going on. There really is. There is a whole lot going on on this, which is, again, that's the shoegaze way. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch going on. It's like a, an assault on the ears. But in that, like, you'll have a wall of guitar. You'll have a, a drum. Or I'm sorry, a bass holding down the melody. Yeah. The drums, like, doing their own thing. And the vocals are just kind of melodic and airy. Mm-hmm. This song, man, it... It nods to all of those things. I really enjoy it. It's one of my favorites on the album, other than that crazy symbol. Crash, crash, yeah. crash, 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 crash. What'd you think? Yeah, it was pretty much... I mean, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really... The mix, I, there was a lot going on, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And so in, in terms of how everything's arranged, I thought it was done really good. This one's hard to listen to in the background. Just no, because there's can't. a lot going on. Well, the, the right? symbols, man. Yeah. Good grief, man. And when He's you're smacking those things and, over and know, over. In, in my test, in terms of albums, and I, I kind of equate it to what can you do while you're listening to this album? In this track, you can't do a lot because it focuses your attention, which isn't a bad thing. But if you're looking for, you know, great albums that stand, you know, tried and true the test of time, this track kind of dissuades this album from doing that. I think. I would understand that. Yeah. I would say it more kind of disqualifies it from being background music to doing anything Correct. productive. Right. It's more something that you're going to have on in the car. And yeah. that's why I think this album works so well is because it's that kind of album you can put on in the car, yeah. enjoy the music, but you're not like trying to also do other things at the same time. And I think in situations where I found this to be a great listening experience, it was driving a car. Sure. It wasn't work. It wasn't working out. It was driving. Yeah. And that's that's what was different. Yeah. And I mean, and I, you're dead on there. This is the album that I listen to most when I'm in the car. So. Yeah. All right. Number six, Eyes Like Headlights. Yeah. Eyes Like Headlights. Again, with the great distorted bass tone driving the melody. Um, I'm not as big a fan of the verses as I am of the chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the verses are unique with the you know really staccato drumming and guitar. Um, but it's the choruses where this song really shines for me. Yeah. This is becoming my favorite track on my album really i listen to it okay that's interesting it's the intro of the heavy bass line and the groove it's got this is one like you can listen to it any anywhere sure and it immediately, this is a good background song it immediately became my favorite okay and when it comes on i'm like oh it, now it's just rotating in my playlist my normal playlist that i put on and i dig it yeah I mean, it's <laughs> the final verse of this song is, is uh, I think the words were downright weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have no clue what the guitars are doing and how the guitarists are playing their instruments to get the sound. Yeah. But 
It's a good song, man. I really enjoy this. It's interesting that it's your favorite, though. Well, it's the the driving bass, just the overall tone, and then the fuzz guitar tone is what makes it good, which is normally I don't gravitate to a song like this being, hey, this is my favorite track on the album. But as I was listening to it, man, I was like, it's got to be one of my favorites. It's slowly creeping up there the more I listen to it. I I love how the drums, like, like, changed pace a second ago, right? Like, it... There's some cool little drumming things that advance the song, and it's a great chorus. Yeah. It's a really, really great chorus. Yeah. I just thought, I was like, hey, I really like this. Yeah. You know? All right. So number seven, I Don't Dare. Yeah. So I Don't Dare comes in at three minutes and 36 seconds. We're over the halfway mark. Um, The overall album itself, that's everything that, the one thing that really stands out to me is the bass tone. Mm-hmm, for sure um, front and center yeah that's almost a common, every song it's a common theme it's really strong every single song whether i like it or not has a very strong rhythm section and um i think that's one of the one of the keys of being a really good album is having a strong rhythm well section. it lets the guitars and the keys go off and do their own thing right it really right. lets them just kind of soar out in the stratosphere and do some ambient airy stuff which you hear throughout the album if you've got that that rhythm section that's really holding down the melody, yeah. So, and this is you know this is a song that's an example of that. Um, there's not a lot of complexity to the guitars in the song, but you know, like like I said, it's the drums and the vocals that seem to do the most work. Yeah, um, it's a good song to have going on in the background while you're driving down the highway. It's mm-hmm. not my favorite song on the album, but I certainly yeah, I, I'd agree. It. it wasn't my favorite, but I, I yeah, I, I wouldn't skip it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so number eight, it's true. So I love the guitar in this song. Um, I mean, it's just a great tone. Yeah, and it's peppy. It, yes. It kind of, you know, you see this lull um, when you hit like track four, five, six, and then into seven, right? It, the album lulls, and this kind of brings it back up gradually, which yeah. I thought was interesting. Yeah. I really like the chord progression in the song, yeah. and that bass sounds great underneath the guitar work and on top of the very foundational drumming. Right. Uh, and really great vocal harmonies. That's another thing on this album. Lots of great vocal harmonies. Yeah. Like, and it's hard to do that. It really is. It really is. And think about it. They have to play this live, too, and they have to do that live. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some live performance videos. They're really they're good at it. Yeah. And, and I have a great appreciation for those who can play their instruments and sing well at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's harder than you would think, especially no, if you're not a hard. musician. You take it for granted. Yeah. I've played bass for 25 plus years now, and I still can't sing well when I'm playing my instrument. It's just not something that I've worked on, but there are people out there who can do both things at the same time very, very well. I got a lot of respect for that. So, um, but this is just a really great one that I love to have on in the background when I drive. This is a a driving album. Yeah. It's a, it's another, it's another good song. I, I, there's nothing really about it. It's, it's, I like how it brings up, uh, as I said earlier, kind of brings the song up in a faster tempo mm-hmm. or the album up. It transitions to a faster tempo um, based on the lull we saw in the past couple of songs. So it's a good, I, I call it a great transition point when you're listening to the album track by track. Absolutely. All right. So number nine, Shining Hours, which comes in at three minutes and 44 seconds. It's This one's got a different, I thought, a different feel than the rest of the album. It's not that I'm not liking the song. I just think it's more of a repeat of previous tracks, which isn't a bad thing, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, I think when, uh, when a listener is listening to the album, right, um, they make it the same. It sounds like a good track. It just really isn't something I'm drawn to. So it, it's a skip one for me. I felt like this should have been the last song on the album. Mm. I feel like you should have switched it with Secrets or Sinister, and Shining Hours would have been a good closer. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, personally, I feel like it has a better closing song vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love this part. Like right now, I really enjoy this bit where it gets into this kind of instrumental section with just like the high soaring vocals behind it. It's a good song. It's not my favorite song on the album by any means, but I think it's a really good song at the same time. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of stinkers on this album at all. No, I mean, there's stuff that I kind of like, eh, it's all right. Sure. But it, it's nothing that I would not buy the album for. Yeah. All right. So number 10, my favorite song on the album. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. So this is Secrets or Sinister, the title track. And this is the song you sent me. You sent me a text message with the link. He's like, you got to check this out. Yeah. And this this is the song that hooked me. I was like, oh. Uh, we're doing this album. Yep. <laughs> I was like, we're doing this on the podcast. It's really been in the past 30 days that you and I have been really listening to this. Cause my understanding, you caught it on Pandora years ago, right? Yeah. And then you were just, you have to be listening to it and you're like, Hey, check this out. I this realized I'd never shared it with you. Yeah. And yeah, you're usually good. who I send like the stuff that I'm listening to, yeah. to Cause I know you'll, you'll, you'll either appreciate it or you'll be like, yeah, it's not my cup of tea, but you'll respond. Yeah. Right. I have some friends that'll really just ghost me on the response, but I'm not <laughs> sending you anything. Then. I know, but it's cool. Like, you're, the whole thing about using music as a medium, there's so much bad shit out mm. there in the world. Yeah. Why not just everyone talk about music for a while? Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> you man. know, I All mean, right. hell, you got people getting getting uh, shot at in Kansas City while the Chiefs are doing their, you know, Super Bowl parade. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is a great song. It's another one where I love the bass line, how it drives melody. And yeah. I know I go on and on about the bass lines on this album, but it really does drive the melody of most of the songs on the album, the bass and the drums, that rhythm section. And it allows the guitars to just be out there doing really cool, ambient, melodic yeah. things. I mean, but this song is fantastic. Yeah, that's good. So it's, the, it's, it's the closing track on the album, unless you have the Japanese version of the album, in which case there is a song called Sideways, Sideways Rain, which I know that... Um, it's not on this release, so we're not going to cover it too much. But I will say it's on YouTube if you want to go out there and listen to it. Sideways, Sideways, Rain. It's a really good song. Okay. So very catchy. Yeah, I, I uh, didn't see it on Apple Music or Spotify when I looked. Yeah, it's not on there. Okay. You, you can find it on YouTube. And it was actually originally on um, the version of the album that I had for years. And then for some reason, and I actually think I was listening to Apple Music, but mm-hmm. I guess they dropped the track. Oh, maybe. Uh, or they, maybe, maybe they dropped that version of the album, the Japanese it edition. It could be that version of the album, depending on how the label or the artist does it or yeah, something. Yeah, sure. So, man, final thoughts on this one. What would you uh, what would you give this as far as a ranking? And uh, let's hear your tirade on the critics. Yeah, so I've got it at a six and a half. It's a solid six and a half to seven out of ten is the range I have. And it's it's really those middle tracks that kind of lulled based on the the powerful nature of the first three tracks that draw me into the album not that i don't like the album really like the album i think it's a good album but if you notice like we we tend to a lot of the general albums we have are around that six and a half seven seven sure. and a half range which is good it's a yeah. good album and people should listen to it what, it means it means it's a good album yeah right? it's a good album and what uh, when i started looking through kind of how people reviewed it that's where i kind of was like something's up like this just doesn't doesn't make sense right we we mentioned spin magazine earlier they gave it a five out of ten 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Five out of 10. Yeah, that's not good. Which means it's a shitty album, right? That's, that, that's, a, that's an F. That's an F. If you're in school. And I'm like, no, this is a solid kind of CB, C plus type yeah. of range of an album. And, you know, if you were to believe, what spin magazine gave you in paragraph one on a post by John young on December 8th of 2008, John states on their rebound from major label rejection, Brooklyn's long wave uploads a barrage of righteous guitar anthems, suppressing, surpassing any prior dreamy tendencies like they're like they're hiding a nasty little secret. Whatever. Critics can be pretentious douchebags sometimes. Yeah. I mean, that just sounds so stupid to me. And I was like, this dude is full. I mean, he's full of shit. I would agree with you there. Full of shit. This is a good album. On your streaming service or Pandora, you can go find it. You should listen to it and ignore what any critic says about this album. You should do that with a lot of music. Screw the critics, man. They're just another person with an opinion who's been given a pen and an outlet. It was like he was pissed that they got dropped from RCA, which artists get dropped from labels all the time because they don't want to invest the A&R capital needed to give the band exposure. Or the band even just releases something and or sends it to the label for approval, and the label's like, yeah, we don't think this is sell as many units as we want it right. to. And the band says, well, then screw you. Drop us, please, yeah. because we believe in it. Yeah. And that that's just kind of kind of irked me. Like yeah. when I, and it, there was another couple of reviews like that, but the Spin Magazine, I was like, you totally could have changed and exposed more people in your publication to a good album, but you trashed it. But you had to be pretentious douche nozzles instead. Yeah. I just have no appreciation yeah. for that kind of behavior. So by John, a critic. John Young gets the uh, Avengers and Vinyl Douche Nozzle Award of the Month. There you go. <laughs> I'm on board with that one. We didn't discuss this in advance, but he is the inaugural winner. <laughs> Of the, of the created award. Congratulations. Here's your trophy. It's a piece of crap in bronze. Yeah. And you watch John Young's like one of the 10 listeners, and then he's going to leave us a one-star review or something. Yeah, whatever. He can, yeah. he can deal with it. Yeah. I'll take his one So, star. I mean, kind of what was your, what was your big uh, impression? I mean, again, this is a go-to album for me when I'm on a road trip. Yeah. It's a great, easy listening vibe. There's a lot of catchy songs and great harmonies, man. I'm a seven and a half on this one personally. Maybe it's just because I have been listening to it for such a long time and have developed an appreciation born over years of listening to this in the car as a way to just kind of pass the miles. I love it, man. It's a great album. Uh, Seven and a half to me, I almost venture into eight territory just because I think every song is at least good. 
Yeah. In my opinion. Every yeah. song is at least good. Yeah. It might and- not be great. might not be amazing, but it's at least good. And I can point to a lot of albums where there are songs that are utter stinkers, and yet these albums are considered classics. Yeah. I mean, we just so, did the last two podcasts, right? Albums were six songs. That was it. That was good. Yeah. This one has way more than six songs. It's got good. Ten, 10 solid songs. tracks. Yeah. And in my opinion, 11 if you look at the Japanese edition. I mean, it's a really, really great album. And I yeah. think it's just underexposed and underappreciated. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 100%. Well, man, it was fun covering this one this week. Again, this is one that I love to share with people who've never heard of Longwave because I think it's a really great album just to have on in the car, to be able to pass the miles to, and um, I'm glad we got to cover it. Yeah, yeah, me too. So this uh, closes yet another episode of Adventures in Vinyl. What's on the show for next week? What do we have coming up? Do you remember what we picked? What do we have coming up? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, I th- uh, think we're doing <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins, right? Smashing Pumpkins. Is it yeah. Smashing Pumpkins time? I think we're, yeah. Yeah, I think we're I doing think some Smashing Pumpkins. So catch us on the next episode where we feature the second album and probably most popular album of Smashing Pumpkins' career, which is uh, Siamese Dream. Yeah, so where can people go to get some swag stuff we all get, according to Michael Scott? Yeah, yeah. Well, first, first, let's tell some people why they could get where they could hear more information on the band Longwave, sure. right? So, you know, for more information on the band Longwave, check out their website at www.longwavetheband.com. If you like the podcast, be sure to check us out on their website at www.adventuresandvinyl.com, where you can find links to all of our episodes. And in the support section, you can find a place where you can get your own Adventures in Vinyl Tri-Blend Polycotton t-shirt. It has rayon, polyester, and cotton. The good stuff. The good stuff. The good stuff. Tribe Follow- ones are where it's at. Yep. Follow us on Instagram at adventures.n.vinyl. And be sure to dis- subscribe, follow us on Instagram, leave a five-star review on your favorite platform of choice. That's the best way to support the channel. And if there's something you have an idea where you'd like for us to cover, drop us a note on Instagram. Adam loves Instagram and loves responding to our fans on Instagram. Hit us up. So you can, Please. Either, you can tell us we suck and we'll probably come back and say, no, 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 you suck. Or you can tell them we're great. And we'll be like, oh, thanks. We suck. <laughs> I'll go full flaming troll mode on you. How about that? And with Actually, that, I won't. And with that, I'm Todd Ward. And I'm Adam Barron. And we will see you next time on Adventures in Vinyl.